You are listening to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the key issues and emerging trends affecting the global health and nutrition industry, helping businesses make informed decisions and drive change. Welcome to the Vita Foods Insights Podcast. I'm Charlotte Bastianza, joined today by Dr. Stephen Burns, who is an Associate Professor at the Nanyang Technological University in Singapore, where he is a member of the Physical Education and Sports Science Department. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Burns. My pleasure. Thanks for the invitation, Charlotte. We're talking today on the topic of ketogenic diets and their positioning for athletes. Um, with so many diets surrounding the health and nutrition space, I'd really like to hear what you think constitutes a ketogenic diet. Yeah, I mean, it can be as confusing for athletes as it can be for lay members of the public to know which diet to follow out there. Um, with ketogenic diets, basically, you're trying to elevate what are known as ketones in the body, and they represent an alternative energy substrate to fat and carbohydrate, which, were tip which are typically used in the body for energy. Ketones themselves are formed under conditions when we have limited carbohydrate availability in the body. So either when we're starving, for example, or when we deliberately restrict carbohydrate intake. What happens is that the breakdown of fatty acids in the body takes a different metabolic pathway in the liver um, when we restrict carbohydrates and we get these ketone bodies formed. Um, now what counts as a ketogenic diet is simply not just um, eating a high proportion of fat, which some people believe. Mm. So if you consider an individual who perhaps eats about 3,000 kilocalories today, uh, per day, if only 20% of that energy comes from carbohydrate, then they're still eating about 150 grams of carbohydrate per day, which is too much to substantially elevate the level of ketones within the bloodstream. So carbohydrate restriction is the key element to these diets. And for most of these diets, you typically need less than about 50 grams of carbohydrate per day at least, and in many instances, the diets recommend less than 20 grams of carbohydrate in order to substantially increase this ketone concentration in the bloodstream. And Steve, what are the consequences if you don't stick to the recommended 20 to 50 grams of carbohydrate diet per day? What happens if you stray from that on, for instance, on a once-off um, once incident and over a period of, let's say, a week? Well, if you, if you stray for a week, then basically your body will shift back to using carbohydrates and the concentration of ketones in, in your bloodstream will go down. Um, and the advantages that perhaps come with a ketogenic diet or the advantages that many people look for will, basic, will disappear. So we're talking about ketogenic diets and how... Um, they might be of benefit to athletes. For what reasons do you think athletes would be interested in following a ketogenic diet? Well, this has been a question that many people have, have tried to answer. The main reason that uh, restricting carbohydrates and elevating these ketones is advantageous is because it, allow, it basically allows us to better tap into our body's fat reserve. 
And this could theoretically have several advantages for human beings because the amount of fat that we store in the body, even when we're lean as an athlete, represents a relatively unlimited kind of storage of energy compared with carbohydrates. So typically we can only store about two to 3,000 calories, uh, kilocalories I should say, mm. energy as carbohydrate, which is just about enough maybe to get us through one marathon. Whereas a very lean individual was, has still probably got enough fat in their body to get them through uh, the equivalent of 10 to 15 marathons, so something like 40 to 50,000 calories. But this ability to tap into uh, fat stores, better stimulate fat burning, and basically mobilize and break down fat is, is the advantage that some athletes are looking for, um, at least with respect to uh, endurance exercise. The second advantage may be that because we're burning fat, um, we are conserving our muscle stores of carbohydrate, what we call our muscle glycogen stores. Mm. Um, and that means that we can use those carbohydrates at the periods that we need them. Um, and therefore, we can kind of preserve them at the periods that we don't because we're using fat as an alternative. And then the final reasons might be because ketone bodies themselves provide an additional energy substrate for the brain and can also be used by muscle um, for energy. And they also may help with weight loss because if you're stimulating fat burning, you may end up with a better body composition as an athlete. So tapping into our body's fat reserve, conserving fats, um, creating additional energy for the brain, I think I'm most interested to hear a little bit more about um, the evidence that exists that ketogenic diets do help to improve endurance performance. If you could tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, unfortunately, the evidence is not that strong. Um, athletes have been encouraged at least for the past 50 or 60 years to consume carbohydrates because we know that when you shift to high intensity exercise, your body makes this shift to carbohydrates because you get more energy out of ca uh, carbohydrates per liter of oxygen that you mm. consume. Not that the carbohydrates themselves have more energy per gram, but as you breathe, you're more efficient at breaking down carbohydrates. Um, nevertheless, people have looked at what happens when you change over to these longer-term ketogenic diets and whether there's any effect on endurance performance. Unfortunately, some of the early studies had um, very mixed results. There were some studies, or one of the first studies showed an effect on endurance time to exhaustion when you followed a ketogenic diet versus when you followed a normal mixed diet, and this was in, in, in cyclists. But there were a lot of problems with these studies in that they didn't randomize the study. Mm. They had some of the people were responders, some people were completely non-responders. Um, and the intensity of the workouts that they used were actually quite low. So they're only talking about 65% of maximum oxygen uptake. But when you look at athletes who actually race, um, they're nearer 75 to 80% of their maximum oxygen uptake. So we don't know whether or not the, or we didn't know whether or not these diets were effective. And then in many of the follow-up studies that happened to, to some of these pioneer studies, they just basically didn't restrict carbohydrate enough for them to be pure ketogenic diets. 
um, so you didn't see elevations in ketones. So the best evidence that we have is actually from a, a fairly recent study which was in 2017 um, and it was very well controlled and they used world-class competitive race walkers and they got them to follow either a high carbohydrate or a low, keto, uh, low carbohydrate ketogenic diet over three weeks. Mm. And what they found was that fat oxidation did increase when you followed the ketogenic diet but the oxygen cost of race walking at velocities which, are, which reflected real-life performance actually increased, and the performance time over the 10-kilometer race decreased, um, whereas in the high-carbohydrate group, it, it, it actually increased. So the best evidence at the moment still suggests that athletes should stick at least to a high degree with following a high-carbohydrate diet when they're looking to improve their endurance performance. Um, in your opinion, um, is the ketogenic diet something that you would endorse? Do you think there's a little bit more science that is needed around that to support the, the benefits that there are for athletes, or do you think it, it would differ from sport to sport? Um, I'd just in, be interested to hear that, you know, you, you mentioned that there's not enough um, evidence but that, you know, this recent 2017 study is certainly yeah. promising. Um, how do you position it in terms of the ketogenic diet's future within the athletic market? Well, I, I would definitely follow the best evidence available. And, and that study in 2017 was done in world-class competitive athletes. There, there was actually an Olympic champion in there. Um, so it was a very difficult to study to perform because oftentimes when people are trying to do these studies, they don't really get elite athletes in there. I think it definitely differs from sport to sport. Um, one of the emerging areas that, that, that has been more exciting or promising is, is periodizing carbohydrate intake. So periods where you follow a low-carbohydrate diet, mm. actually a high-carbohydrate diet. And they had a third group in that 2017 study that did exactly that. They had one day high-carbohydrate, one day low-carbohydrate. And what they found for that group was actually the performance, uh, the improvements in performance were exactly the same as the group that followed the high carbohydrate diet over the entire three week period. So it's not necessarily that athletes have to follow these high carbohydrates every day. And there was another similar study, again done in triathletes for about three weeks. And what, what they did there was to get them to periodize their carbohydrate intake during the day. Mm. So essentially at night time, before they went to bed, they done it, they do a bout of exercise to deplete their body's carbohydrate stores. And then they would sleep overnight on low carbohydrate stores, work out in the morning, and, and then most of their carbohydrate intake would just be in the morning period. And what they found was that when they compared this group with a group that took carbohydrate in at any time across the day, they got improvements not only in their endurance performance, but also their body composition. So they were burning more fat overnight, and, and that basically meant that their body fat got better yeah. as well as their performance. So I think body composition is an area which is extremely important. Mm. Um, and athletes who are looking to improve their body composition may well benefit from these ketogenic diets, um, at least for intermittent periods. Certainly when they compete, they need to have a good carbohydrate store, but 
at periods where they need to perhaps have weight loss. So you might be talking about sports here like um, weight category sports such as boxing, judo, light, lightweight rowing, that sort of thing. Mm. They may be better off following a ketogenic diet than just eating high carbohydrates all the time. Um, other areas where we don't know enough are areas like immune function and sleep. Hasn't been much done there, but at the moment, at least some of the evidence that we have suggests that there's no effect of ketogenic diets on immune function. Um, and we don't know enough about sleep at present. But I, I, I certainly think it depends on which sport you're in. If carbohydrate isn't an issue in the first place, then following ketogenic diet may not be too bad. Mm. That's so interesting, and we we know that there's so many diet recommendations floating around, and athletes can probably easily become quite confused. Um, beyond what you mentioned, because I heard you say something about immune system and sleep, are there any other areas where you see ketogenic diets um, possibly being useful for for athletes? Well, the only other area I can really think of, uh, and, and which is a bit controversial, is really in things like ultra marathons and and, yeah. and, and these sorts of events, which last a, a, a very long time, because when you perform those events, very often um, you're doing them for a lot of hours. You know, some of these guys are competing 10 hours, 12 hours mm. in these events, which are extremely challenging. And in those events, you're not racing at a high speed all the time. So a bit, you can't just be using carbohydrates and you might be tapping into the body's fat reserve a lot more. So if you're more efficient at that, then that might make a difference. Um, whereas if you compare that with the current marathon speeds where people are running at almost 21 kilometers an hour now because they're trying to do a two, they're getting close to a two hour marathon, um, then you definitely need carbohydrate at that sort of speed. But at slower speeds, maybe Ironman triathlons perhaps even, or, or, or in some of the ultra marathon races, we need to look more and see whether or not ketogenic diets have some performance benefit there. Um, Steve, you're, you're speaking at Vita Foods Asia later this year in September. Can you just in a nutshell summarize what you might be talking about? Yeah, well, I, I will be trying to summarize some of this evidence and, and trying to make it clear for, for individuals exactly who benefits because at present, I think that it is very confusing for athletes um, who are the end users of the diets mm. um, to know what's best for them to follow. Um, so I will try to make recommendations perhaps for different sports as well as to explain what are the advantages and perhaps disadvantages of, of, of following these types of diet. Steve, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I'm certainly looking forward to seeing you at Vita Foods Asia. Yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to presenting and, and thanks for the talk today, Charlotte. Much appreciated. appreciate it.